Now you can do it, Will. Now you okay. can do it. Good evening, everybody. How you doing? Welcome now to the Game One Play Itself podcast. Okay. Season two. It is episode twenty-seven, uh, and it is the year in a nutshell for you guys. I am Lord Teammaker, aka War McKellar. Joining me, as always, the legend that is James Atkinson. Good evening, everybody. This is intro number five that we've done, uh, and is, it is the most intense and newsy of the bunch. Indeed. We just need that bit where we go through all the stuff and go boom, boom. <laughs> in no way, shape, or form, riff off to BBC News in any way. No, None it's, at it's, all. A, it's, it's definitely <laughs> not the theme. It is. It is really isn't the theme. No. It may be remixed, but that follows copyright guidelines. So, <laughs> and above us, we we have his little avatar up there. It's it's the other legend that is Chris Argelman. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. So, so the big thing I have to ask you first of all is, how was your Christmas? Was uh, it good? It was good. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. I was surprised. I, uh, we we have dubbed this Christmas uh, "Murder Christmas." Me and Kim, right? Uh, mainly because uh, Kim's mother went out and got everybody gloves for Christmas. It's a sensible choice, right? Buy everybody gloves. It's 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 record cold up here in New England. Uh, it's it's negative twenty four degrees centigrade. Mm-hmm. So it's really fucking cold. Mm. The interesting thing is. Is that uh, she got me isotoners? Now we all know who, what famous uh, person in the United States history wore isotoners. Uh, so as we all know, if my gloves don't fit, you got to acquit. <laughs> and Remember, just... Chewbacca is a Wookiee. Is a Wookiee, and he lives on Endor Door. with Ewoks. <laughs> No, he doesn't, he doesn't live on Endor with Ewoks. He lives on, he's from Kashyyyk, but he's on Endor with Ewoks. It doesn't make sense. Same as this. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> so I have, I have isotoners. Now, they are full-on leather gloves that can be used with your smartphone. Right. Very great. Absolutely wonderful. And I look like I can murder somebody. Um, you, I, uh, you do this when you put your gloves on. Oh, I've been wearing them to work every day, and um, because because it because they're also fleece lined and really nice. Uh, so that that was the murder part of the Christmas. Also, tons of fucking candy because candy, and then my brother who who wins, who who wins the sentimental gift. Went out and found out what my favorite football team was, and got me a hat and a scarf, both of which. But the scarf, by the way, is they both say official merchandise. So we know it's true. The scarf, which of which is also made in the UK. So my God, I have a United Kingdom export. Uh, and the other one made in Bangladesh. So we'll count it because former colony. Yeah, part of the empire. Part of the empire, <laughs> which is the hat. So, um, yeah, that it will. Will was involved in in that in that ma- that majestic kind of run around. Yeah, because uh, I was like, hey, what? <laughs> it's like, can I ask you a silly question? Okay. Ash- Oh, okay. <laughs> Ashley Englishman, what James likes is a football team. He's just, I, what? <laughs> I, <laughs> Should I be offended because it's kind of racist? Because I'm English, so I know football? <laughs> yeah. Here's a weird thing, though. Um, a friend of mine who is half American, half British, is, well, his, his favorite team, Tottenham. 
So that's like go to bit. It's like this is this this is fine. That's that that's, that's I'll go with this one. Just make sure because I'm sure you said it in the past a few times. And it's like <laughs> yeah. I, I just remember my mom coming in there and she's just like, how do you spell it? Well, what are they? Tottenham Hotspur. What? Tottenham Hotspur. Can you, yeah. sp- T- you spell it? T-O-T-T-H. You- <laughs> something, something, something. They're like, where did they get that? Well, essentially, Tottenham is, is the district they're from in England and London specifically. And Hotspur is obviously just a fighting rooster with spurs on it. So... Yes, Tottenham fighting cocks. That's that's what they are basically. <laughs> the London battle cocks. The London battle cocks. <laughs> that would be the, the, if we're going to Americanize it. So that's what I mean. Obviously, Tottenham is having new, their new stadium built by the NFL. So yeah. when they eventually buy the team, that's what they're probably going to call them: the Tottenham, the London battle cocks. Or at <laughs> least I hope I, I I will lobby for that to be the NFL team name. That's the NFL team name. Right? The London battle cocks. <laughs> Because we had the London Monarchs years ago, we don't need that. We need some new, vibrant, and aggressive or, battlecock. Or, or, or obviously the the other most logical name is Queenie McQueen face. <laughs> yes. The team Elizabeth. See, Michael Patterson doesn't. And I don't know where Hotspurs come. Hotspur come from. It it is a it is a it is cockfighting. It is it is a rooster with spurs on its back leg at back of its legs that is why if you if you look at the uh the the symbol for them it is literally a rooster with spurs on the back of it on top of an old football there's your history wrestling for the night but what else is coming up on tonight's show dude and uh, no. well, what, what's what, what about chris's christmas we well, should, should ask him i just i just talked about mine you guys have to talk about yours uh, I got I got fancy schmancy dice Yay. from uh, lots of families. Nice. Uh, there are more things apparently that I have to open that will be happening tomorrow. Pixar um, didn't happen. What? Pixar didn't happen. Um, <laughs> only if you want like lingerie shots. Uh, I keep I keep saying that, but I so keep Tuesday for me. So Tuesday. Yes. Good. <laughs> yeah. That's that's when the the Patreon ticks right yeah that's when yeah. that's what that's when the subscribe happens to the yep. channel <laughs> um yeah it was it was it was <laughs> calm it was quiet um don't mind me just carry on <laughs> i got a i got a mini snest from my little brother really oh, nice mm-hmm. nice wonderful piece of kit that mm-hmm. i'm excited Sam finished Mar- see, Mario. Well, see, that's it, but, the know, nice thing about the, the mini SNES for your brother. It's it, it's for him, obviously, but that doesn't mean that you do not get to play it, right? Promptly exactly. leave the state. Oh. <laughs> get it promptly in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. So I, I I was kind of hoping you were gonna say got it promptly left the state with the mini SNES. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's here with more. me. It's here with you in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes, that's best here you go brother i mean he got himself a switch so i mean that's fair is fair fair is fair <clears throat> but but still that's that's here merry christmas now i'm just gonna take this away for the weekend and you don't get to deal with it <laughs> it's all right I'll, I'll i'll play it for you it's fine <laughs> <laughs> and 
my one was was quiet you know i i i was i i got a couple of things um i got the uh i7 7700 processor or yep. C, you know, cpu which i've still got to get my motherboard sorted so i can actually get it put in because that's a whole rigmarole for another day uh i also got from uh chris slight a couple of games one being nascar heat 2 which is a uh, quite ironic really i'm getting an american racing game they're gonna go but left they lot. are and it did a lot and it was it's, it's good though from what i've played so far it's you know it's, 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 a few challenges it's fine weren't confused about driving on the wrong side of the road just going in one direction the entire time <laughs> keeps it simple for the people so they can watch but you know why they do that don't you it's a drinking sport because you, you mm. can get drunk and it's very simple to understand while you're drinking yep close racing as well which is good because you do it gives it gives more unpredictability to who's going to win compared to formula one a lot of the time well yeah where once the leader goes off that's it whereas in nascar you have that option of, you know it's anyone can literally win if there's especially if there's a bad wreck um so yes we've got that and also i've got ruin no is it yeah ruiner as well for the, the steam is that the fighting game no that's absolver uh yep ruin is a sort of like the isometric top down one oh. that could be bits and... i feel that my mic isn't close enough to my mouth really <laughs> i have quite actually fixed this problem now continue but yeah no it's it's really really yeah puff night was quiet you know watched doctor who streamed gave away some codes because i was playing like super lucky's tale on christmas day for people so if people were doing anything and they were a bit lonely, a bit bored, they could come. They could come in, join us for the chat, and it was quite busy. I was happy. I was ecstatic, and I got quite a bit of Super Lucky's Tale done. Gave away codes too, so yep. pretty nice day overall. Ellie, I know you were talking about movie reviews earlier in the chat, and I I I can't list my top ten, five movies of the year because I haven't seen more than five movies this year. I, I can say Blade Runner was the best. I and, think maybe I watched two movies at the cinema this year. Yeah. And uh, one of them was Star Wars. I know that for you. Yep. Uh, I haven't seen Star Wars yet. Uh, but I can say the fact that Ryan Gosling's, Gosling's lack of acting, which was actually acting, made me actually like him as an actor. Uh, much in the way that Blood Diamond was with Leonardo DiCaprio for me. Uh, mm -hmm. It made me think this guy's just not. This guy actually can can fucking act and is really good at it. Um, so yeah, there there you go. Just to, just to kind of continue on, uh, Blade Runner. It's 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 amazing. And Guardians of the Galaxy two, which was fucking brilliant. I also I liked that movie that Will said. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy two. <laughs> I also liked the the Thor movie. Thor uh, it's was good. Thor was good. Not for the same uh, for the same reason that like a lot of people I'm sure went to go see it, but it was done like a Thor like animation movie. Yeah. Um. It felt like an '80s or '90s cartoon. Yeah. Sunday morning that's, cartoon, and I, that's why I loved it. That that is exactly why I loved it too, because the only other person who was there for the story effectively it was done as if it were told kind of like backtracking from thor himself yeah um 
Yeah, and also Mark Ruffalo just nails it as Bruce Banner every single time he's on the screen. Just, just yeah, knock, he's, just he's really, really good. Oh, he knocks that out of the park every time. He's so good. He's so good. Uh, I, I obviously uh, Kim. I went with Kim to go see this movie, and um, I was like, okay, so obviously she went for Loki. And she's like, well, who, who are you going there for? I'm like, well, it's it's obvious the reason why I'm going to watch this movie. And it it is it is the 100% appeal to me is um, Jeff Goldblum. Yep. Just, just <laughs> I was, being Jeff I was Goldblum. sitting there ready to, to, you know, pull it back if you didn't go there. No. If you actually went for uh, Mark Ruffalo instead. But uh, 100% yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Uh, mm, uh, uh, well, I'm I'm going to create uh, the th- th- this, this thing. And you're, you're all going to fight. In the arena, right? And um, mm, mm, oh yeah, it's going to be mm, fun. Mm, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. One of the greatest shirts that Lucy, for, uh, Lucy from them video games has, is a Jeff Goldblum one where he's in his like the shirt. <laughs> he's just the posing one. That one. Yep. 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 With the Raptors. Yep. My my. <laughs> you saw it. You were there in the chat. I was there. I yeah. was the one who called it out. <laughs> yep. My uh, obviously my favorite Jeff Goldblum movement moment is when like the fake news came out years ago that he had died, and he went on the Colbert Report and read his own eulogy about him passing away. <laughs> and it's just sitting there, just like, wow, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum gets meta, like he he understands it at such a fundamental level that he in himself is is meta, so he is just like transcending everything. But like sitting there, like Stephen's like, uh, Jeff, what are you doing? He's like, no, 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 Stephen, we have to pay <clears> respects <throat> to this man. <laughs> and it's just like, just, and he just straight face, and then like the next thing, like he just just off like it never happened. It's just like they do a commercial break and then they're back into the show. It's like, <laughs> like with any good Jeff Goldblum performance, it's just what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> and that's how you know it's a good Jeff Goldblum performance. I think I also saw uh, was Suicide Squad out this year or last year. Eh. Hmm. Good question. Not sure. Or as I like to call it, the Will Smith action movie. <laughs> the Will Smith action movie that everybody was staring at Harley Quinn the entire time. Yep. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, speaking of the also the other cool shirt that Lucy has. In the links, it does link between the two. Is um sad ba- sad Affleck when he was in that interview? <laughs> He's just... Yeah, you're right. August fifth last year. Thank you, thank you, Allie. Okay, Allie, Allie taking the uh, taking the position to Smithvax tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much, Allie. Thank you, thank you. Hashtag yeah, tr- truth, <laughs> truth. Just like how I can say I do not mind staring at a shirtless Chris Hemsworth. I mean. You appreciate it when you appreciate it. Hey, you know, he looks good. That's Let's it. be honest. Definitely just rocks the shirtless look better than I could. Oh, certainly better than I bloody could. Yeah, definitely. Like, I do you want to see this? No, no, you don't. Don't trust me. <laughs> so, but on tonight's show, it's it's actually not too much, really, because we, we could say what we've been playing. We could uh, talk a little bit about our top five for the year. In review and give some shout outs, give some good stuff. Uh who who lives close to Allie? Anybody know Allie personally? Allie. Who do you know so that I can bother them to give you a cookie? Because I will make them give you a cookie. 
I I will find people's streams and donate the requisite amount of money to have them get you a cookie. James will make this happen. I I have been known to do these kind of things. <laughs> Don't tempt me. So you can DM do? us the address and we will mail you not only a cookie but several. Oxford. Lard. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good couple of hours away. It's south. south? Yeah, south. Yeah, I'm, 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 like I'm positioning my head to like, okay, if Corby is there, and Manchester is there, and London is there, and weird Welsh country is over there. I shouldn't say that. I know. I know we have Welsh viewers. Just making sure that they're here. It's like, it's like over there. It's like they, they, that way. That way. You want Ori? Really? Out of everything. Every like even even like in the Discord I posted that whole thing about trying to get a raise out of everybody in England. You want Oreos? See what you could do, James Four, Ali, if you want, is get Ali to DM you the her their address, right? Go on to Amazon.co.uk and buy some that way and send the Oreos to her via Amazon and that way you can send them as a gift. Or I can give them job to, done. Or I can send them to you, and you can send them as a gift. True, but this way it cuts out the middleman. Sure. Now maybe she wants the middleman. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe she wants the hard, like a nice handwritten note from one of the hosts of the game won't play itself. With my handwriting, are you sure? Like serial killer handwriting, as it's been called in the past. So, yeah, thank you very much for stuff and things here are cookies from us you're biscuits. awesome thank you bye <laughs> well that's the do you, are, are, are oreos cookies or biscuits we call them cookies you, you call oreos cookies even though they are biscuits because they're not the flat sort of cookie thing, thing but, okay if i recall the difference between cookies and biscuits is the level of like uh crunch to them right no <laughs> No, because we're going no. down a, a, a biscuits to cake, and that, then then you start getting jaffa cakes, and you know everyone starts fighting. You have, you know, you have people calling themselves Lucy. Jaffa cakes can just fuck off, Pullinger. We, we don't want to go down this route. We really don't. Have you not watched the Great British like Bake Off? Cakes, though. I haven't. No, and I don't want. <laughs> like... cookies are great okay now we're now we're just trying to entice anger half a country and it's not me for once uh, no pete they, they you know in great british bake off they do have moist bottoms mm. but you don't want a moist bottom you don't <laughs> no, you want don't. a moist bottom you want a firm bottom because then you know the bake is good <laughs> So yeah, so, uh, I'm, I'm I mean, isn't that isn't that just true of life? You don't really ever want a moist bottom; you just want a firm bottom. Just, just, just like in general. Yeah, no, because things can things get swampy and they start to smell, and it's just <laughs> yeah, no fun for that. other people involved. You just don't want that. It's just, it's yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. See, see, see. Paul Lynn knows exactly what I'm talking. About. I posted it in Discord. I mean, it was a legitimate question on my behalf. Because as as somebody who found like the British section in a grocery store and was able to buy biscuits and iron brew, by the way, I don't believe it was real iron brew because it was flat. Unless iron brew is supposed to taste flat. 
and like be like not fuzzy um the sweets yes the can can drink no yeah it was it a is. bottle and it was in actually in milliliter in the smaller non-american sized one wow i was i was very impressed um yeah i i was able to get digestive biscuits um yeah, the 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 plainest out of all of them. Then you got you, know, you get your digestives and you get your rich tea. But the thing is, digestives you can dink, dunk in your tea, and they won't, for, you know, they won't disintegrate as much because you can just go dunk me. Whereas rich tea, you know, you have a fear of of losing half of it in your tea, so you have to get a spoon try and dig it out. See, I obviously do it the very American way of eating digestive biscuits while drinking Iron Brew. Which... Yeah, because you can't you can't dunk it in your tea. And it's like it won't go in. <laughs> Get hobnobs, okay? Hobnobs. I, I I think that was universally like like agreed upon by everybody I know who is English. It's just hobnobs are kind of the thing. Jammy dodgers. Jam, jammy God, dodgers. Jammy, jammy dodgers are just and party rings. Pa- party. <laughs> Wasn't there um. There was a there was a heist of Jammy Dodgers, that was like, like twenty five thousand dollars worth of those. I posted that the Reddit post. I posted that in our Discord, and as the guy was getting arrested, uh, he was being hauled in the car. He asked the watching crowd, "Does anybody want a cookie, a biscuit?" <laughs> nice. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so now that we've now we've made everybody hungry, like everybody's like over there right now is probably just thinking, "Bad, do I have some biscuits in my house right now?" Because these guys are just talking about it. Boy, am I starving for some? Yeah, I think I need to make myself a sandwich or something now <laughs> before I sleep. Those. Yeah, I'm kind of upset because mm-hmm. obviously you have like jammy dodgers and digestive sisters and hobnobs, some great names. Where like we have Oreo and Chips Ahoy. And I don't know what other like cookie names, you know, Mrs. Fields, chocolate chip cookies. Like, there's no creativity. I mean, we got Keeblers. Yeah. Oh, well, granted, Keeblers is crack cocaine, and yeah. I I would dare say you. I mean, you get some Milano cookies, and it, that shit just doesn't last. That once a package is opened, you'd be lucky if it lasts an hour. Yeah, I, I inhaled those last night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I see. That's, do you notice how I? that's why I bring two bags? There's always one for the group and the one I keep secretly stashed away that I eat out of for the entire game. Mm-hmm. I thought the biscuits won't eat themselves. That's why we're discussing this. It's a very important part of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. we, we got to build up. We can't just go straight to the game of the year stuff. We, we got to build up. We got to get up. Stuff. And so debating biscuits, obviously, don't. Probably something we would do on another on another nutter butter. Uh, I don't know. I've never been a fan of nutter butters. I've enjoyed nutter butters. I just not a peanut guy when it comes to like cookies. Like if I want if I want peanut, I'm just gonna go with peanut butter on a cracker. I I am very much a peanut in general. I mean I like peanut butter, but like just. Eh. But are you talking Jacob's cracker? No, or I'm talking like Ritz crackers. Hmm, okay. Like Different. Your, like your bog standard Ritz cracker. Yeah. You put peanut butter on it, and then sometimes you, you cut up a... What I like doing is cutting up then like a green apple and putting the apple wedge on top of it like I'm back in fucking kindergarten. Try on Jacob's, cra- Jacob's crackers instead. Try that. You might like it. I'd have to find Jacob's crackers. Because they're like really dry. So if you try eating a lot, you just really dehydrate and go... Oh, oh. 
So I'm going to have to drink tea with this is what you're saying. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> because, you know, while you're drinking tea and while you're eating your crackers, you're gaming as well. There's the segue. I knew it was coming. <laughs> So what have we been playing? What have we been playing? Uh, Chris, do you want to go first, mighty? Uh, I've I've been playing the game of the year selection. We'll get to that later. (laughs) Yes, like it. Is that all? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, go to James. James, what are you The one game I have been playing is also on the game of the year list. Fair enough. And and it's (laughs) the only thing I've been playing. Like, just way too much. <laughs> so I'll quickly go through mine then, yeah? Uh, well, uh, stuff that I haven't been streaming. Like, I'll just quickly go through that. Well, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, I have got to a boss that... I look at and go, oh, shit. <laughs> it's it's poisonous. It wraps itself around columns and this big sort of watery layer. And it's just, like, oh, oh, this this is going to be fun. Because even though I've got infinite arrows, this thing's a shitter. But I can't say too much because it'll be a spoiler. A snake? Uh, snake. A snake. Sneaky snake. snake. So yeah, we've got snake. Been completing games as well, like Skyforce uh, Anniversary, which is that top-down shoot- plane shooter, which is like a score chase. Really good. Tough as, you know, like old arcade-style game. Really, really fucking good. Uh, I've also been playing a lot of um, cooperative stuff because I played PUBG with Chris Light at last. We, Chris and myself, have started to play stuff because you know, being a subscriber to his channel, some chili dogs on Twitch.tv. There you go, shameless plug for him. Uh, he started wanting to play some like stuff with the community, and PUBG was something he wanted to try because he tried it solo finding it any good and people went wait you look you've got to play it with people you've got to play it as a team because that way you get more fun out of it so he did and we we, we had a laugh and we'll be playing some more on tuesday in the new year uh also been playing don't starve together with danny and lucy i still don't have a fuck play that properly <laughs> i just sort of wander around going, what, what do you need what do you need from me then yeah you guys do you want me to do stuff apart from dying and just being a ghost floating around all Oh, you want me to go get poo? Okay, I'll go get some poo from the beefaloes. Which is generally that. Um, completed Life is Strange Before the Storm. Oh, that choice at the end. Ooh. All I'll say to people who have played it, option one or option two did you go for? Because I went with option one. There's which a... is... A... Yeah, if you want to know the spoilers, or you don't want to... Yeah, I can, I can discuss it if you want. There's a third option. Just turn it off. Yeah. Then you have, <laughs> then you have Schrodinger's Ugh. game. Yeah. <laughs> you and I have option one or option two. And uh, also finished Little Nightmares. The uh, DLC for that. It, 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 I struggled a little bit more in there when I really shouldn't have because of really simple stuff. Like, how do I do this? How do I do this? And it just brain farted out of my head. <laughs> just complete brain fart just went... <laughs> I can't remember how to play this. Um, but also, I just want to briefly mention Hellblade. I did start that. I'm almost through it. And it is one hell of an experience. Uh, the the people seem to like the fact that I didn't put, do 
any commentary on it. I wasn't in chat. I was just focused on the game a lot. It's brutal, but it's a, it's a something I can talk about a bit more in our mentions of our game of the year. Get top five of the year. I look forward to playing it. So, uh, tomorrow night. Nope, Sunday night into Monday. Oh. Mm-hmm. What, what? Woo! As the, the first game I'm playing back on my channel for a while. You may see, you guys may see me pop on and off online if you're following me and have notifications turned on. That's me testing the settings so that I can get it to kind of work correctly. As, so as in any good streamer. Yeah. As, as, as with any good streamer, we'll actually do and not test them and figure them out midstream like certain people do. <laughs> Well, like us, should be. <laughs> yeah, like me. When I go, James, I need help. <laughs> James, my, I, I've been muted the entire time. No, no, you, oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll fix it. Why am I moving on the screen? Don't worry about it. It's fine. Just, just keep talking. Distract them from what I'm doing. <laughs> so, top five of the year. Uh, I'm going to go last. You, you want to go, you wanna go last? So, I go we last. Honorable mentions first, then, yeah? Yeah, we'll do honorable mentions first, and Chris okay. will be last. Are we? Are we like, format time? Are we just mm-hmm. all gonna go honorable mentions? Then I'll do five. I'll do four. I'll do three. We'll work our way that way. Does that work for everybody? Yeah. Okay. Does that work? Because then we're kind of like all giving our low tiers up. Mm-hmm. That's and good. then stop before one, and then we'll just do. Once I go through, once I hit two, we'll go back to you for one. So we'll all announce our ones. Yeah. Together. Yeah. So, so we, we'll go counterclockwise. On, yeah. So I'll start mm-hmm. as then I finish me, my gummy then, worm. Yeah. Then Will, then Hergelman, and then back to me. Okay. Okay. Cool. cool. Everybody ready? Yep. Uh, I'm going to piss a lot of people off because my honorable mention is Zelda. It did not make the top five. Uh, and the reason is. I got into the game, it was fun, but after I got the Master Sword, I didn't care, and it just felt way too daunting. Like, it was just kind of like, okay, here you go, good luck. And I was like, uh, but, what? Huh? And it just felt like, after a while, it was just like, I just had nowhere to go, and nothing really driving me to defeat the shrines. It just kind of like, eh? And, like, the weapon-breaking mechanic, though interesting, got really annoying after a while. It was just like, I wish there was a way I could upgrade a weapon to be indestructible so I could have it all the time. So it was just, it became more about micromanaging what weapons I had and what my gear was than about actually exploring this beautiful world. And there was just wasn't enough story in between the major plot points to keep me going in the game. And that's why it's an honorable mention and not in, a, not in my five. Fair enough, because it, it has given... Um... A bit of a you know helping hand to Assassin's Creeds though, because the the climbing mechanic, they, they seem to have kind of adopt that in Assassin's Creed Origins, so it, it's have. a bit more flowing. Not absolutely perfect, but it's a lot better than what it was. Um, so then my honourable mention uh, will be Hellblade. It's not in the top five purely because I haven't finished it, so I don't know the end of it yet. Um, it's pretty close because of how intense it was. I mean, you, you've got to play this with your headset on. 
you've got to play this where no one else is around you know no one else is if you're streaming it in talking to you because this game deserves the respect for you to immerse yourself in it because of the because of the story because of the content because of the context of it you know dealing with mental health dealing with things there where you're hearing voices you're going through grief and it really is such an intense game but because i haven't finished it because i was so late to it it doesn't go in my top five all right chris you're on okay my honorable mention and mind you this might make it on someone else's top five is doki doki literature club um the game was a lot more than even just the game on the surface um Obviously, it was super, super meta, but on top of that, it's a game that is an advertisement for a game. True. But it's beyond that, it's also an ARG. So it's transcending a lot of things. It's moving beyond just what is in the game to the point where story pieces um if anyone's watched the game theory on it story pieces are found on the store page there's puzzle pieces in their merch not just in the game itself and as a game itself separated from everything else it's very interesting to begin with um the reason why it's not in my top list is because I feel like there were games that really brought a lot more, but I'm excited to see whatever the new game is, which I'm going to refer to as Portrait of Markov. So I'm shall excited we, to see what the Portrait of Markov brings. Shall we give the honorable mentions as well for people in the chat? Because the, yeah. the, the, there has been Absolutely. something included. So, uh, Michael Patson said his honorable mention is GT Sport. He's only played it for a few hours, but it's a return to form for the series for him. Which I can kind of see, especially now they've put the uh, single-player campaign back into it. And no, seeing the you know how much people did that, and so they've listened and changed to accommodate. And when it went about 25 quid, made the game so much better. Um... And also, T. Paulin. Hello, Tim. His honorable mention is for The Walking Dead New Frontier. But nothing to add to that. Nothing to add well, to it. Look, my honorable, well, T. Paulin also said my honorable mention changed to Watchdog 2. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, yes. Yes. In chat. In chat. Cool. Yep. Paying, atten paying attention. Paying attention. Paying attention. Mm -hmm. Anybody else need to add in theirs before we go on to my number five? which will probably surprise most of you. If anything, this one is the most surprising. Uh, FF9, uh, <laughs> we, we talked about this, remakes don't count. Yeah, <laughs> we, we personally aren't counting remakes. We personally are aren't counting. <laughs> well, we, me and James aren't. Me, yeah, we're because not. The, and here's the thing before we get into the actual top fives themselves and what's on there. For, for your game of the year, it's you know you it's something that you've played i mean if you definitely haven't played them before or you've gone back to it quite fresh and you really really enjoyed it then 
yeah that should be as a pick because it's your personal experience it doesn't it's like me buying a game called like agents of mayhem but not playing it until next year and for me that could be my game one of my games of next year for like it all of mine were that's, released that's in 2017 same same so i mean I, all I, of mine are I think James and I went through a specific criteria of they had to be released in 2017 and we had to have played them. Yeah, for at least a, a decent amount of time. Yeah. I mean, all mine I've played for a decent amount of time or completed them. There's only one in there that I can't complete because of the game it is. Uh, there, there's like yeah, there's two that I can't complete because of the game they are. But anyways, yeah. I, I, as, we, as we've kerfuffled enough and... Mm -hmm. um, uh, we've we've explained that going. Uh, Ozzy Ali Penitieri says Disney Magic Kingdoms on iOS. That that is a game, I, I assume. And I mm -hmm. and and mobile games are definitely considered games then. Rise of the Tomb Raider then, once again decent game. There's one I think that does it. There's a few games I think that do that better. All right, so my number five. Uh, prepare to be surprised is, <clears throat> and I have to get the whole title right. Dream Daddy, a dad dating simulator. <laughs> that was that was my second honorable mention. Yep. No, and and <laughs> there are multiple. Once again, talking about a game that is beyond meta. Uh, there's a story behind it. It is a game developed by a YouTube group of a, a YouTubers, voice acted as a voice acted, uh, and it really touches on a subject that I think kind of really brought about 2015. I mean, you are really dads trying to find each other in like a suburbia and it like touches on like being a single parent you know in some cases being a you know just trying to find you know trying to raise a daughter trying to understand what's going on in the world and in in most cases i mean with craig fucking craig <laughs> just just trying to understand your like life in your mid-30s and in a sense it's like it's kind of a midlife crisis kind of a game but at the same time it's done really well with like the the writing is funny and heartwarming and heartbreaking at times. Um, I mean, you are dating dads, but you're also not actually like doing something like a honey pop. Like it, it's like your choices matter. And there's some really interesting conversations and you can get really in depth with some of these characters. I mean, one of them is a crazy cultist who you can make leave his own wife and children uh, and maybe sacrifice things to the devil. I'm not sure. But hey, you know, it's a dating sim these things kind of come up and replayability is there too because obviously playing who you are and your decisions matter uh so yeah dream daddy was my, my my sneaky number five it's my deep cut my deep cut of the year nice well my my number five is wolfenstein 2 okay yeah who doesn't like shooting nazis it's just, yeah it's right it's a evil fight <laughs> it's just <laughs> The, the the way the game was laid out in design in terms of especially the first level in a wheelchair and you have to find access points and you, you can't go upstairs because you're in a wheelchair so you have to find lifts you have to find ramps it they're, the they're not they, very handy capable in the alternate 1960s no no they're really not and it's disgraceful behavior from but the story oh, mind, well. mind you to be fair they are Nazis, so yeah, those people probably were just murdered at birth because <laughs> Nazis. To be fair, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the story as well. 
there were moments in this again near the start that made you become emotionally involved like yeah the, the people this year i mean david cage is being it was given uh you know shit from the daily fail over here about this part in detroit of about domestic abuse and that's touched upon in wolfenstein 2 your <laughs> dad who's a real shit southern i mean like ri- ridiculous southern racism yeah and so there's real bad stuff in there but it makes because it's bad because it's in your face it gets you emotionally involved and if you go i wouldn't i wouldn't bat an eyelid by kicking the shit out of this guy for what he's doing that that's a good that in a way is a good thing because it's doing something enough that makes you want to care and, you know, it's a good, decent shooter apart. I mean, it would be higher up in the list, but there are some difficulty spikes even on, like, or just above normal, which just make it go. Yeah. But that's my number five. By the way, Fergus for the win. Oh, yeah, Fergus. <laughs> Fergus is with his arm. <laughs> when he's trying, he's, he's trying to talk to the lady because he likes her, and his arm just goes... Whoop. Slaps her, it's like, no, he fucking wants he chucks it away. Also, he's just a cursing Irishman. Scotsman. He's Scotsman. Scotsman. Yeah. Alright, Chris. Your turn for Quick five. Quick edit up it. My number five is the long dark. Okay. Good cut. good pick. Uh it definitely brought something different to survival. Um and it was a toss up between the long dark for this particular uh position uh and um drift into eternity but i think drift into eternity is not officially out yet so i'm not counting early access either um which i mean anyone else is welcome to do that but that's that's one of my personal rules here uh but the long dark is taking place i believe in canada and you're supposed to survive after Something happened and all electricity uh, is out. Like, period. Electricity doesn't work. So you have to survive by going, like, from car to car, uh, abandoned building to abandoned building, uh, all throughout uh, snowy winter Canada. And it is... It's it's a beautiful and difficult game. It's, it's rough. You feel the weight of having to move around in winter. Hmm. So, so it's really labored when you go out because it's like really, really deep. Uh, well, it's not so much that it's really, really deep, but like the general pacing lends to the fact that you burn too much energy, you're going to start sweating, and then you will freeze to death because you started sweating. Yeah. So, like, it's... Sweat, yeah, freezes. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, shall we go with the other guys? Mm-hmm. So T. Paulin, uh, his five is Michael Patson. Uh, his number five is Mario Odyssey. He's a technically excellent, but let down by a drab opening level. And Geo, aka Reese's Wave, is a Dragon's Dogma Dark Horizon the PS4. Once again, it's a port. I believe the game was released earlier, but we'll we'll give it to him. Uh, once again, you did cut out a little bit there, but it's what remains of Eden Finch for T. Paulin. What remains of Eden Finch? 
I guess that means we're up to number four for me. Yep. Uh, and I, I actually made a little bit of a move here. Uh, number four is Destiny 2. Because <laughs> well, uh, we'll also skip directly to mine because mine is also Destiny Two. Because it's 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 Destiny. I mean, we don't need to talk more about it. it, it... <laughs> and and I will say, for as much as as many of the faults as the game is having, it looks like the developers are listening and trying to make corrections to it as they're keeping the game open. Uh, they have loot boxes. They, people have complained about loot boxes with this next thing, next patch, and next major events. All those things that you get in loot boxes will also now be a part of the level up vendor rewards that you get for doing activities. So they're trying to transition things away from the loot boxes and into the game because people have been saying things. So Destiny Two also is just a lot of fun to have <coughs> with people. Excuse me. Well, see, in that vein, then uh, my. And this is going to be, you know, controversial. Is Battlegrounds is my number four. Now, purely down to the fact that, yes, okay, it, been, it was in early access for a long time. It's only just come out in on PC properly. Pugba? Pugba? Yeah, Pug, Pub, PUBG. 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 Thank, thank you. Thank you. Because you said Battlegrounds, and then I went to Battlefront 2, and I just started, like... It's like, I, when did you buy this? You, you almost saw, like, the nosebleeds start to happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's like player unknowns battlegrounds. What is that? Because here's the thing, right? Yeah, it was giving. I was interested in it. I was giving giving it. Yeah, as Mike, a gift we're on the Discord. Well, I can see your I can see your yeah. choices. Don't worry. Yeah, um, you know we have we have it on the Xbox as well. But here's the thing about it. This year, I have met and I have played with a lot of good people. Because of Battlegrounds. I have had some good moments because of Battlegrounds. To me, it's a fun game. Tense as hell when you get down to the nitty gritty of it. And hell, James, we've played it together. Wow. Yeah. So we know how intense it gets. Even when you're, not, when you're just pissing about or just hiding. Because I, I, I can distinctly remember playing with you and Ed. And there being a 15 minute thing of going, Oh fuck, oh fuck, I don't have a gun. And... Running around with a smoke grenade, because that is all I had. And for about 10, 15 minutes, running into every building, nothing. Don't have anything. Just still smoke grenade. Finally picking up a gun, turning, and getting shot in the face. And going, well, fuck this game. <laughs> Oddly enough, the last time I played Pug, B Pug G was that moment. <laughs> I remember, like, Ed's ridiculing laughter through it, and just me just seething. <laughs> It's moments like that, though, isn't it? it <laughs> yes, it's cruel, but you can be on the flip side of it. You can see other people like Ian Higton, who is, you know, to this day, I've only got one chicken dinner because of that man. But then he comes along and does silly things on, like, streams where he runs himself over with his car that he gets stranded and it rolls back onto him. You know, you, you've got these bits where you've got car chases. You know, it's... You can take the pace with it. You can also play it fairly seriously. But when you get into a squad, it makes it really, really good. And that's why my top four. It's it's not higher because, again, early access glitches. Well, on the Xbox One version when, yeah, okay, it is preview program. And as, but as Carl said, it's not really an excuse, even though we knew 
it wouldn't be perfect. It should have been better than what it was at the beginning. Still better than some EA games and Bethesda games at launch. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess we're on to number three. Uh, we have mentions in Discord for Nerd number four as well. Yep. Uh, Tim is everybody's golf. Uh, Michael Patterson, his number four is Fortnite. Which I believe is a superior uh, game to PUBG. Mm-hmm. It's a lot faster. It feels better. And There's also more game. There's more game. And also tactical flexibility. Because you and can it works build. Yeah, and it actually runs smoothly on consoles. Yep, from the off. You did as well. And Geo's Horizon Zero what Dawn for the for the what he's that played wanna... so far. Yeah, what he's played so far for Horizon Zero Dawn, we can respect mm-hmm. that. All right, that's fine. Uh, my uh, my level number three, level three game. That's right, level three. Level three. Level three. <laughs> level three. If you want to be a level three subscriber, I don't have any things for you yet, but we would love you to have you. Anyways, moving on from that plug, <clears throat> I don't think this will surprise some people. It may surprise others. Um. Football Manager 18. That <laughs> doesn't I, surprise I, me in the slightest. I, 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 I got this game. thought, oh yeah, I'll do this funny thing and I'll play Corby Town. I am obsessed with it. The sheer amount of depth that is in this game is absolutely insane and is probably one of the best RPGs I've ever played. And it's a sports game. The fact that I can go in this game and download to the county leagues in England, the county leagues, the amateur Sunday afternoon playing beer leagues of England have all of their players, all of them statted. And I can take that league, that team, and work my way up through the pyramid of England to the English Premier League. In a single save. And I'm only talking one country. I have all of the countries in the world. With all of the players. All of them statted. It is absolutely insane. And not only am I managing training. Players getting older. Players <laughs> attitudes. Players leveling up. Getting everything up. Getting them to train. Getting them trained. Squad like ability. The, how they deal with each other on the pitch. Because if they don't like each other off the pitch. They won't work together well on the pitch. Dealing with personalities in there. The fact that I'm a low level team. And I can only sign players to one year contracts. That then the larger teams can come. And buy them out from me. So I'm constantly losing my best players. Managing my budget. My team president. My coaching staff to make sure they're coaching right. And they're not getting poached away at the same time. Managing a budget. Facilities. Buying facilities. Buying. Getting youth training. Getting youth academy set up. Training youth academies. Making sure I'm getting international talent in. It's insane. And I'm sitting, and, and, and even the best part about it, and especially in the gaming that I can, I can, it is a turn game. It, it is a day-by-day game, which means if I have to stop it and go do something, I can get up and walk away from it for four hours. And it will still be in the same place, right where I left it. I can, I can play it for five minutes. I can play it for six hours. And at any point in time, get up and do what I need to do. I don't need to be on it all the time. And as I'm getting older and my time becomes more and more finite with how much time I can spend gaming because I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to do something else, something comes up and I have to walk away from my gaming, it helps. 
it and it and once again, it, there's something very fun about Tig Whippies buying out Corby, helping them <laughs> buy Merritt Park for the Steelman, as we've named, now named it Merritt Park, and trying to like. And having, and by the way, we're in our second, I'm in the second year of the game with the youth development. Having a core group of, of youth talent from Corby, four players, one is a winger, one is a central midfielder, one is a goalie, and then we're having another star striker getting developed because he's a 15 and he can't play for us yet. But having them wanted, and me having to almost sell one of them for 200,000 pounds to Liverpool... Because of his talent, it says something. It's just and it just you, you create heroes in this game. Like like I have cult, I have I have I have players that are like cult icons to me, and I can't and I can't wait to get this game on stream, which is another thing. But the problem is, is I almost don't want to stream this save because I'm having too much fun with it on my own. But at the same time, I want to share that fun with everybody else. So um, I've made it a point that once this team gets into the, the, the traditional non-league, which is the Vanarama leagues, then we're going to start streaming it. But right now I'm going through the, the, the eighth and ninth tier of English football. Um, so only, only eight more years to the Premier League, guys. Only eight more years in game. Yay. Yay. <laughs> But just it's just the sheer depth in a game that I would once again the other thing I found it I found it through YouTubers I would have not known about this game if it wasn't for watching people play it on YouTube, and watching two streamers, two YouTubers Doctor Benji FM, and oh, I have to find the name of the other guy Doctor Benji doing a two hundred and fifty episode series of Sulford when the class of ninety two bought them. And he brought them all the way to the Premier League, all the way to the Championship, and he won the Champions League with them. And then, oh, I forget the other guy's name. I have to, I'll have to look him up, and I'll, I'll interrupt with somebody else's. Um, actually, hang on, I was actually watching Work the Space. I was actually watching one of his videos earlier, who hmm. took Granada, a team in the in in Granada, the Granada Grenadian League, and made it a world beater in the league. And then took the country by developing Grenadian players and bringing it up in the FA's coefficient so that they would be not only a rival and able to go into the Champions League, but the country was on par with youth talent of other internationals like France and England and Germany in the FA. And then going to the something like 2040-46 World Cup and winning it with Granada. A save that took over 40 years of in-game time. And the fact that you could do that with one game, in one save, with one team, is, is, is for me what, I, what I've always looked for in an RPG. And the best part is I can change whatever team I want and go, to, go wherever I want in the game. It's severely in-depth. And also I can rename characters like um, our striker, uh, Keegan Parker, who... AKA goal in one. <laughs> or our, 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 once we finally get our once we make professional and we get our, our, our career kind of striker that was gonna take us in the Premier League, uh, obviously he's gonna be shooty McShoot face. <laughs> Which it needs to be done. But are you adding Tick Whippy community members? 
<laughs> absolutely. Uh, once again, this is going to probably happen when we reach Vanarama. And also when we um, when we uh, become a professional team. The reason why I can't really name anybody after community members is because they can get bought out from under me without me able to do anything about it. Because we're not professional, yeah. so I can't sign people to professional contracts, which means I can't hold them down for more than a year. And when you hit January, anybody who's on uh, has six months left on their contract can be bought on a free by any other team. So I've I've already am probably going to lose the majority of our good players in January because I I told them I I didn't sell them, and all I can do to like do that is like, hey, Liverpool offered me this contract, and we just walk up there, oh, please don't go. Don't go. Please, not yet. Don't, don't 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 play for Liverpool's under twenty threes and get paid thirty six thousand you know thirty six thousand pounds a week. I'm paying yeah. you two. I'm paying you one thousand pounds a week, but you could win here in eighth tier English football. You know the prize pool for for winning the league is three thousand pounds. And then we go up next, and we get more money. And we build. And we can build a team behind you. That's what we're. That that is the beauty of this. Is we're starting from nothing. Maybe a, only a three hundred thousand pound investment from Tigwhippies in the game, and I've been able to manage it, buy players, and manage it. And we've actually, like we said, we bought the stadium. We now own yeah. it. We've named it Merritt Park, and I'm working on the board to build a new stadium or expand it, which will be the Kim uh, Braviara Wing, much much like how Watford has uh, the El Elton John stands. In uh, in their sting, so nice. Uh, that is why I mean, you you'd think it would be higher uh, with the with the amount of reverence that I speak about this game. It's not because the, the games that I have higher here are just as good. But where I'm building my own story in Football Manager, they tell much more beautiful stories. Cool. And I won't go as long as with number two as I will with number one or this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine, because I'll be fairly short with my uh, number three, because my number three is Little Nightmares. Say that again, you cut out. Little Nightmares is go. my number three. Because, um, really, really beautiful game. Great story to it, even though it doesn't feel like there's much. You know, you're, you're this little girl going through this ship. You, you know you've woken up in you've woken up in the cage you get out and you go along in the platform you puzzly bit that's like limbo and inside but let's say it's really 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 well done atmospheric as anything you know scary in places especially you know you've got these the bosses in there that haunt you along the way um my only downside why it's not uh, why it isn't um, higher up is because it's to me it's a little bit too short. For, you know, for the price of it, I think it, it could do a couple of hours more. But I say it, it's very close between my top three of where they were. Two and three and are it. close for me. One is just one stands out above the rest. Easily, yeah. easily ch chosen, Chris. My number three is Prey. Oh, that that was that 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 was an inconsideration for the list, but I had to I had to knock it off. Yeah. Um. So I I put it there because it it 
it did better than uh, my my other uh, titles so far. But uh, on top of that, it really played with the paranoia in a way that was very new. Oh yeah, I um, I also liked ahead. it because it let you halfway through the game, you could just leave. Mm-hmm. And and it didn't fault you for leaving. It's like there's a ton more game left here, but if you want to go and end it, we understand. And I I haven't even completed it yet. Neither have I. Nope. <laughs> Same <No. here. laughs> There's there's still plenty of game left for me there. Okay then, so uh for the other people that have posted their top five. Uh, is Tim with GT Sport, Michael Patterson uh, with Horizon Zero Dawn is number three, and Geo with The Evil Within 2. Okay. It's the first new game on Geo's list. It is. Congratulations, <laughs> Geo. All right. Actually, no, second, because Horizon Zero Dawn. That was out this year. That was out this year. That was new. All right. I guess it's my number two, right? Yep. The penultimate, as we would call it in England. Indeed, the penultimate. The penultimate uh, is also actually a number two. It is Divinity Original Sin 2. Because you want to talk about going hearkening back to point-and-click RPGs of yesteryear and just building on a system, it is a wonderful game. It is probably one of the best point-and-click RPGs I've ever been a part of. The battle system is great. There's complexity to it. There's max. There's min-maxing, character customization, four-person multiplayer, also dungeon building and dungeon mastering in the game. Uh, Matt Mercer ran a game of this with friends. It was quite hilarious, as anything Matt Mercer may do. But I think the most important part about the game is that it is a it is a, a true and true sequel to the previous game, where the first game, Divinity Original Sin. Now, obviously, there's more Divinity games. I'm only speaking on the Original Sin ones. Went up building building up a theology, building up a world, building up characters and the gods that live in this world. Divinity Original Sin two tears that all down. It breaks down that religion. It tears it down. It shows it why it was a sham and why it's a falsehood. And when you start figuring things out, what's happening in this world, there are twists and turns. And the reason why things exist the way they do just become much more interesting. And the depth of combat. And the fact that you can also just build broken builds. Like, there are there are certain builds in this game that are just one-click win combos. And you can speed run this game with one character in a build, and it takes you 30, 38 minutes to do. But it doesn't shy away from that. If you want to break the game, you can break the game. It may not be as enjoyable for you as it could be, but the fact that there's, you know, there's a strat where you carry a fire barrel with you and you move slowly through the entire thing so you can kill the first boss in one hit because you carried it since you had it on the boat from the, which where you started... It's just what it it's the it's what it is and it is it, it's and it's an rpg it is a classic rpg also you can have an undead bone guy who has the most pompous ass voice in the you just have pompous ass characters in your entire party the former emperor general of a dragon army or lizard man army who's fallen down and a 
elder god who's an undead machine who can be murder everything. Also, you can have your you can choose party members based on how interesting their stories are and have them be whatever you want them to be class wise. And that's a huge gameplay feature for me. And that's yeah, because I, I, I was watching a bit of uh, the Kramer and his brother Little Merlin. Mm-hmm. Um, they were streaming it as part, you know, doing a co-op stuff. And it's like you can teleport your your other your people to to places that you couldn't normally get to. Is okay. Admittedly, they teleported into a part that was full of electricity and gas. Yeah. <laughs> you had to try and claim. But seeing this sort of team play, seeing this sort of cooperation on there is nice. It looks pretty good. And funnily enough, you can actually teleport your enemies off into like deep water and kill them instantly too. <laughs> like that that is a legitimate strategy. I mean you can't get the loot off their bodies, but it it, it is a completely legitimate strategy. Nice. So my number two. Now didn't I admit this was hard to actually go between one or two, um, but I've gone with Horizon Zero Dawn, and I know you guys are going to potentially talk about this, you know, in later on, in like mentions, whatever, you know, because it's a big game. It's a huge, huge game. Good story, beautiful looking game. I mean, absolutely stunning of it. There was one. One of my uh, theme pictures on my PS4 is a shot I took in photo mode of this. So, you know, good that's controls. The, that's the most underrated part of that game is the, the amount of control you have in photo mode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But there's, there's problems I have with this. And this is what overall helped knock this one down. I mean, you got, for example, the training grounds. You know those uh, those missions that you at the end, but if you wanted a platinum, you had to go for them. Now, admittedly, when you start them, you go, it's uh, actually not too bad. But as we discussed on the show earlier in the year, don't need to be there, shouldn't be there, get rid, get them gone. And the story took a while to get going. Now, when, once it did get going really shifted along great great ending but it, it did feel a struggle to get there early on and that is why it, it's 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 number two for me because otherwise yeah clear it would be a clear winner for me Chris well uh, my number two is Ark Survival Evolved a uh, game okay. I have played. Mm-hmm. Um, because one, uh, the DLC they've released, both of them are phenomenal. Um, they're a little pricey if you think of it as you know DLC, but they just add so much to the game, so it's really actually worth the prices that they're listing. And the game itself, it's it's. I like playing it alone, I like playing it with friends, I like playing it in general. So, uh, let's go to the chat and Discord. Tim uh, went for to his Unjust Legacy. That's a, that's a good shout, actually. That's, you know, short-ish game competitive Uncharted, but good story. Good characters. Fun set pieces. Um, 
Michael Patterson says life is strange before the storm. That's his number two. Again, I can see why. And with Geo, it's Hellblade is his number two. Again, really good shouts. So I, I imagine now we're going to all say our number ones. Are we going to discuss our number ones and lobby to the chat why we think they're number ones? Or are we just going to kind of explain our reasonings here like we have been doing? Well, I think we should all go say what our number ones are. I think we should say their, their number ones first, yeah. then ours. So in um, ascending order, first of all, it's Geo. Uh, his is Neo Automata. Uh, you've got Michael Patson with Zelda Breath of the Wild. And this one leads into others, I believe. Is this correct? Are we going to say? You'll find out in a second. Uh, Tim Paulins is Horizon Zero Dawn. All right. So I guess I, I will go with mine. I guess we can... We, we, I guess we'll all say ours and then we'll give our reasonings, right? That's how we decided when we were doing yeah. the BBC intro. Uh, yeah. Number one for me... And no unmistaken terms. Horizon Zero Dawn. Mine is Resident Evil 7. I have to take the bunny hat off. That to be and mine is Nier Automata. Okay. Why? I guess this is where we lobby. Because this is, this is obviously our games of the year. And we, we kind of made it a point that if we were going to do games of the year... We're going to also leave it up to chat to see which is their overall pick for Game of the Year. Uh, I, I see that we've kind of hit on it with a lot of people already, so I'm very comfortable with our picks. But um, I, I'll start off with mine, since that's the way we've been going. Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I can give you a lot of the plus columns, and I'll, and I'll start off by saying, number one, it's a new IP. It's not a second or a third or a rehash or a remake. It is an original IP and original ideas. The story, for me, is beautiful. It is a very show and let you slowly figure out over time. And as, and like you said, it's a slow buildup, but I don't think that hurts the game. I think it kind of lets you settle in and get you used to playing the actual game. And then once the story hits you full force, you start to feel the emotion behind all of the events that are leading up to the ultimate final part of the game. The DLC for it is perfect in a sense that it helps build upon this world and build upon the story of what's happening. The one thing I regret about this game is that there wasn't more. There wasn't more for me to explore. I am a sci-fi nut. I love this. And, post, and I think it did a post-apocalyptic world very well and then when you and you kind of look at across like what happened and you figure out what's been going on you want to know i mean i wanted to almost play the game that was based in the world pre the calamity in horizon zero dawn because it just seems so interesting and there and it's in a sense to me horizon zero dawn is kind of like the thought of life that is is kind of like you know a one in a, it is like okay a one in a million shot happened this thing, this all these all these events had to happen in a certain sequence to make all of this happen at this point, and ultimately gives you hope at the end. It, it it rips it away. It makes you depressed. You you really are driven forward by the strength of the acting and the characters. And by the way, the lead of that game is amazing. 
because she is kind of one of the reasons that really drives you through it because her strength of character and her acting along with all of the other characters in the game really sets the mood and sets the tone. And it just, it, it is a great story from arc wow. one to arc to end. It is a new IP, which means you can do things. And yes, they had weird puzzle games in it, but for somebody like me who doesn't platinum games and when he feels that he's hit his logical conclusion with the game, he ends it. Horizon was it. Just just hands down. I I played that game to do everything I could to min-max my character and then also to see what would happen next. I went from cutscene to cutscene because I wanted to know where the story was going. I found all of the audio logs because I wanted to hear the stories behind it. There was a side quest in the DLC, which I can tell you about, that not a, without telling you any spoilers, that you empty out a dam. And in so empty outing the dam, you find audio logs of two grunge musicians who know that they're eventually going to die, but they're playing in music on the tubes and they're auto-tuning it and they're on, on these pipes in this dam and they're auto-tuning it to make it sound like kind of shitty grunge metal. Fast forward to the future, there's an entire spiritual society built up and that people play the tubes in this dam to speak with their ancestors and make music off of that. And it's just those, and it's a side quest. You would, it's not part of the main mission in the least, but it's this beautiful built of little small bits of world building that if I didn't go and look at that collectible and I didn't go and do the side quest, you'd miss. And the fact that it, made those parts wanting you to go and do those kind of small missions that really drove me through and, and ultimately made it the best game of the year for me. Cool. Whereas my one is Resident Evil 7. I mean, look at it a couple of years ago. There was a... When when VR was starting to come back in again, one of the things that they were showcasing, especially Sony, was Kitchen. And it was like this weird horror game. Boom. This woman just appears out of nowhere, kills you. And people were like, is this Resident Evil? Is this something different? Is And there was a lot of speculation with it. And yeah, it turned out it was the demo for Resident Evil 7. And yes, as, as we discussed, you see in a bit where Alpha, you, know, you guys didn't hear. There was, you know, yeah, it's taken a nod and a big nod from uh, your PT, the demo of PT but I think it's enhanced again the horror genre because of such a difference it was between Resident Evil 6 which was bollocks I ha I've, I've started it and it just I, I can't be asked I really cannot be asked for that 5 wasn't great either i mean the last great Re resident evil game in my opinion was free nemesis before this but then you this it just feels like such a breath of fresh air that resonate with resident evil 7 and especially the fact that it's you know first person mode which was something again not off you didn't see in early resident evils so it really takes it so the horror is in your face which they have they had to really do for VR, but to me that helped it. 
that brought the tense part because if you're being chased during sections of this and yeah the, the sections are very resonant early ones where you know you have to go around a, build, a, a building which is like a mansion you have to find keys for going so going backwards and forwards retracing steps and yes zombies and and you know the bad guys come at you every so often like you don't kill them first off but in that in that sense they've, they've taken style resonant and brought it forward into a into a section that we like and it was just so good with that and that's why it's my game of the year chris okay so uh i gotta say near automata really struck a chord with me um first and foremost the game is a lot about philosophy um it really really makes you question what it means to be human um and on top of that, the, the main reason why I put it, one, at number one, and two, as an option for Game of the Year, is that it was far more than just a single game compared to what I felt were the other ones. It was blending in between several different genres without ever leaving the atmosphere. It went from top-down shooter to uh a kind of beat 'em up style to a uh a third person shooter to a, an extreme character action and it would just bounce between them over and over and over again without ever making you feel like it's suddenly not there um the i'm enjoying the characters as it stands right now and i'm still early in the game but it takes you on a twist that genuinely I did not expect coming. I didn't, I didn't see it coming. Um, and uh, it, it is very early off, so those of you who didn't play yet, um, I wouldn't consider this too spoilery because it's within the first uh, couple hours of gameplay. Um, but I mean, right away, as a player who's understanding, all right, there's there's some enemy, and we know this is a philosophical game. There's going to be something that's going to make me question, like, what it is I'm fighting. But when you get to the carnival, that's when things really made you question what the hell is going on. And uh, I'll leave that as an open-ended thing those of you who have played you know you know how crazy it, it makes you think and how complicated it gets uh and to those of you who have yet to play it i would highly recommend it if not for game of the year then at least as something to go and play through the entire way through cool okay then so uh so what do you guys think in the chat out of three of those what would you say be out of those the game of the year because I know uh, Tim likes Horizon. Uh, Michael says it, it, Horizon was his biggest surprise of the year. Because of Guerrilla Games, they made you know Killzone, and it made him so it made him concerned about the quality of uh, you know of, of Horizon Zero Dawn. But in a way, that's really really good. 
And this because is something it, it, we can also leave as an open-ended question for people to discuss in the Discord and let us know who wins next yep. year. Indeed, because are you going to be talking about what we're discussing? What? About the awards? Yeah, we're going to talk about the awards, but since it's very community-focused, and we have a good amount of our people here who can cast votes... I would dare say I would not want to take away from certain people who haven't been able to make the show without casting votes. Yep, so yeah, please talk to us on Discord about it. Um, you know, let us know your bits. You know, we're there. We, we will listen. We will watch and we'll go, okay, we'll, we'll try to reply. But yeah, let us know. Let us know why we're wrong, why we're right. You know? There is only one right answer here. Because really, there's only one game can be yep. game of the year, so there is really <laughs> one of right answer here. And it's Let Super that. Mario Brothers Two. Whoa! <laughs> MLG horns. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> so let let's get some shout out, shall we? Uh, let's get all soppy because it's you know coming to the end of 2017. 2017 um, had its good and its bad. Yeah. Um. I mean, frankly, and I've said this to people. Bad if you're um, a movie producer. Yeah, bad bad if you're, like, in Hollywood. But personally, even though there are some really, really bad bad bits in my, in, you know, health-wise, to be fair, to be really fair, it's not been that bad a year for us. I mean, we're, we're growing with podcasts in the community, which... Frankly, the community we we're intermingling with and creating ourselves is some of the most fantastic people I have ever had the privilege to talk to and to hang out with. And it's just been amazing. You know, we've got the patron saint of Tig Whippy. We've got you you guys. We've got Tim. We've got Geo. We've got Selena. We've got Michael. We've got Stephen Hill. We've got Ibsy. We've got Ems. We've got so many people. That are, you know, they they've been doing things like over over Christmas subbing, gift subs for people, and it's just been this whole rash, just pinging, and it's just so nice to see. And then you got them video dames who get a shout out because they're awesome. Like you got Chris Light, you know, so many people that I give a shout out to every single one of you because you've helped make this year. One of my better years. So how about you, James? Have you got any shout-outs? Thank you, chat, for being here. Thank you. It makes this doable and not just three guys talking to each other in the middle of the night. And we've had some great ups. I think I think this has been a very fun, fun year. Uh, now that we are past the... We are now in our second season, halfway through, more than halfway through our second season now, two episodes into it. Yeah. We've got some interesting stuff. We, we were proving that we can help build a community of awesome people doing awesome things and playing awesome games together, uh, which is ultimately what this is about. Uh, and I'm just happy to be able to do it with all of you guys. Also, I forgot to mention, honorable mention, uh, Chris's D&D game for Game of the Year. I forgot one as well. Uh, Paradigm. Great point and click adventure. Really, really silly. Based on that post apocalyptic and the the weird guy with the, the growth the growths and tumors on his head. It's such a funny game. 
Uh, James, I think you you meant my game for uh, uh, most uh, most overhyped. Oh, MLG horns. How about yourself, Chris? Do you have any shout outs? Uh, why I have a shout out to uh, Kuro Mikaya. Who, uh, <laughs> Did you just scream no in the background? Yup. Uh, who who will probably be making an appearance on the show more frequently, uh, considering that I am uh, attempting to finagle my way into living quarters. Kura, you need to be on the show more. We will peer pressure you. <laughs> we, we have ways. <laughs> Probably I'm sure she'll eyes. do it unintentionally at least like yeah. 30 times. Oh, so like Kim? Yeah. Uh, probably more intensely. <laughs> I, I do it. Do I need to go back to the pumpkin spice clip? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty intense. That's so pretty intense. BS. By the way, we also I, we tweeted it out a little while ago, and if you guys want to check it out, we have the top clips for uh, from 2017 out that they came out for us and i do have to say there there is a personal favorite of mine on there um it it is it is episode 50 discussing the the 50 shades of grade board game ah yes um (laughs) and how it was on like the board games for kids list and it was both made in the usa and internationally i just it the, the mind when, when the you mind see when you see them next will this game needs to be played yeah i have to remind we'll have to remind her as well when something so beautiful and so horrible cannot be left it needs to be yeah, given, well, it needs to be shared it needs to be streamed even even for shits and giggles they have a i'm just having a camera yep we need to get that done this coming year. <laughs> Any other shout outs, Chris? Uh no, that that's you guys have pretty much covered them. Sweet. So all we have left to say is thank you so much everyone for joining us this year for the end of twenty seventeen. You have been pretty damn amazing. Let's be <laughs> completely blunt about it. And yeah, so I uh, say that's it. Thank you so much. We will see you next year. We might be doing some stuff round about oh, you know, New Year's Eve, so if you want to join in with some Chris, of the streams, because I believe, Chris, are you doing a stream on New Year's Eve? I I am. I'll be doing uh, Hellblade. And maybe a little bit of Nier Automata. I don't know. And James, have you doing anything New Year's Eve? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what my plans are yet. I, I, I Cautiously optimistic. That's what we're going to go with. Cautiously optimistic that I will be doing something. If not, I will just spread my love into everybody else's streams. Because there's just thing dues to do. Yeah. Because there, there was potentially me doing something with alongside Daniela. But that's for that's kind of off the table because other plans have come up. So I'm honestly not sure what I'm doing. Because I've got Kraken and House and the Fun Sponge is probably coming over a drink <laughs> so whether i'm gonna repair a new or not for a stream i don't know <laughs> we, we shall see what happens but keep an eye on the twitter you know 
that's the the place where they all pop up if we are doing something if we are streaming but so yeah uh, hello zach phillips as well who did Nice we're all messages. about good vibes. We're happy you started a YouTube channel. You should probably start streaming soon. If you ever want to join us in the Discord and talk about that kind of stuff, we're willing to do that. Excuse me for a second. Bless you. Bless you out of 27. We definitely know the mic levels are working. <laughs> and on that bombshell, we're going to head off. Thank you all so much. Um, actually, right, be right before you say that, um, I missed who, who was talking about starting uh, streaming or, or just getting into it. Yeah. Zach Phillips, 48 in the chat. You just uh, But we're always very happy to collaborate, too. Um, ev everyone in the Tig Whoopies group, uh, we, we collaborate very frequently, mm. almost obsessively. It is a passion of ours to help spread the love around. Because here's the thing. People generally... They, they, there's, there's generally a limit to, to people, you know, taking something in. But the thing about that is that there's no limit to being able to be entertained. So, it's not like there's any level of stealing anything if you're collaborating. It's just spreading things. It's just more things for people to enjoy. And also, and also our, our big thing, our one big, huge goal is, is if we can make someone smile a day, then we're doing it right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And on that note, I say goodnight. I goodnight. probably had to show some music and stuff uh, set up, but instead we're just going to go out to this.